With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live. Welcome to FPL Winners. It's a Sunday morning stream from Ali. We've gone early because, well, loads of the fixtures have already been played. It's very rare after Saturday night. We've only got two games left uh, welcome to everyone in the chat hello and happy sunday morning to you all and hello to you as well ali how you doing mate happy wildcard um uh well it was a ha- i was gonna say happy wildcard day but happy wildcard day was yesterday wasn't it hello johnny everything is well uh my wildcard looks okay looks okay but uh i'll i'll show you in a minute how my team did and uh so uh Wildcard is always uh, exciting, but uh, I was expecting a lot more from the international break in terms of the price rises, but uh, at least I haven't lost uh, and I haven't, uh, you know, I have an okayish team value at the moment, so it could have been a lot worse. I'm, I was just checking that I couldn't really afford the team that I have uh, right now. I, w- I would have been like 0.9 or uh, 1 million off, so... Had I not wildcarded? Oh, okay, really? Okay, yeah, wow. I mean, so I think those that wildcarded in ahead of nine, like you did, definitely benefited from some team value. But those that went in eight got the serious gains. And those that went in eight also got Mo Salah's big hauls two weeks on the trot. I've massively lost out to that swing. Like, I haven't got the team value or Salah. So I'll be wildcarding in 10. I haven't put together... A draft yet but i plan to later today uh shall we kick off ali with our team so we can see how poorly i've done and how, how well you've done so yeah it's been a poor week so far and it could get way way worse with with villa still to play although look i do have triple spurs but i've lost out to, to salah massively um so it's disappointing disappointing but we move it's time to hit that button and wild card what about your week mate yeah, my week, uh, it could have been better because uh, one player I didn't really think he could be benched, even though he was up there, he was Almiron. So it was 50-50 between him and Gordon, and uh, it was a seven-point swing, I believe, between those two. So my wild card had uh, basically a starting 11 of Turner, um, 
I got for I got Simicast from Liverpool, uh, Medicash, uh, Share, Son, Almiron, Salah, Neto, and Martinelli are my midfield. Watkins and Holland up front. So I still have three players, and I've uh, I think I'm on 53 points. Uh, a little green arrow coming from 3.5 million overall rank to just inside the 3 millions. So for the benefit of uh, podcast listeners, I think I've cut my uh, bench out. I have Archer, uh, Ariola, as well as Gabriel from Arsenal and uh, Taylor on my bench. So my team looks okay. I'm planning to roll my transfer for the next uh, game week and will try to benefit from two free transfers in game week uh, 11, I believe. So we were... Um, going to talk about overall main, the main games of the game week uh, basically starting with Chelsea Arsenal uh, my thoughts about this game it's a little bit uh, I have mixed feelings about this game because as an Arsenal fan uh, I expected a lot more from the uh, Arsenal assets because I uh, it was a it was a poor uh, first half from Arsenal but then uh, they grew into the game slowly and uh, managed to uh, come back into the game. So um, the main talking point, I think, would be uh, Palmer because uh, he's only 4.9 million and uh, his, uh, I think we can fairly, uh, we can be fairly sure that he's on penalties at the moment. And uh, even though I, I, I watched the clip where uh, Enzo was con- insisting that Palmer is going to take a penalty, and he's a, a pretty good pe- penalty taker. For 4.9 million, I think is a good uh, option com- going forward. The only uh, downside to it that Chelsea are not uh, top of the fixture ticker because they they have really really tough fixture round coming in. But we'll uh, we'll see. Personally, I'm considering him as well because he's. Uh, he can enable uh, some of the heavy hitters in our teams. For those who, for those on wildcard uh, at the moment, I think uh, 4.9 million midfielder playing for Chelsea starting and uh, on penalties as well is pretty good value. Yeah, it's just the fixtures, isn't it? Like I'm on wildcard and I'm not 100% sure he'll be in my team, but I definitely know I'll be moving towards him. It's just I might go for like a DRB Matoma first and then downgrade to a Palmer in a few weeks it's still a good option uh, I think it just uh, it's just ironic that uh, coming into just before the good fixtures for Chelsea they will come in form and uh, it will be uh, you know weird feeling uh, trying to pick their players because of the hard fixture it's a, it will be a, a general conversation and uh, uh, the uh, the fixtures versus uh, form uh, conversation we always have. So yeah, we do, and we can see from the Chelsea average position map. This is from the scout members area. Like the top two there, Palmer and Sterling, pretty much playing in similar spaces. The two most advanced players by Chelsea by a considerable distance. That's kind of where we want to see him. Like whether he's playing false nine or on the right or in the number ten, Palmer's going to be dangerous if he's got spot kicks. But also, he's been arguably Chelsea's better when we look at even the XG from the game Chelsea are a bit unlucky like I think Utlet 
fair play to Arsenal to come back and get those goals. But Chelsea are a team that will probably need to start taking a little bit more seriously now. Unfortunately, with the ticker on the scout members area, I've done the next six fixtures. Chelsea are bottom. They're the 20th ranked team for fixtures. So I am probably going to swerve all of them, even Palmer on my wild card, but look to bring him in soon. It's it's worth to mention that uh, Arsenal hardly had a shot on goal uh, before they scored. And uh, it was uh, not because of the uh, Arsenal poor form, but Chelsea made them uh, struggle up front. So uh, I... I'm really looking forward for the next game week because there will be a good chance for Arsenal to, uh, you know, get a uh, the bounce back after a disappointing result and the performance. So Liverpool-Everton game, I didn't expect a lot of goals in this game because uh, in recent weeks Everton has done, you know, they've been uh, much more resolute at the back and uh, they've started scoring goals as well. So. Uh, I think it might be my internet as well. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, with Liverpool, I thought Simakas was pretty advanced. He had some of the set pieces. I'm not too worried about the fact he came off at 61 minutes either. Um, they were chasing a game. It was they're against 10 men. They could afford to put Darwin on as an extra attacker. I think Simakas will be starting these Premier League games. Yeah, hopefully he will because I don't see uh, even though. It was late in the game, but Gomez on the left uh, wasn't bad, to be honest. It was really... Uh, maybe he was a fresh player off the bench. That's why he was taking initiatives going forward. And, but he looked really well as well. So, uh, But Chimikesh is still... Uh, at least for a long term, he's a good option. Yeah, and Salah. Like, I'm wildcarding to get Salah in pretty much. And that was always the plan. I thought I could wait until game week 10, but he's punished me again. Owner's probably a little bit fortunate. He's not played well in the last two games, but they've had massive points. Absolutely not. And, uh, and watching that game, uh, just I was thinking that uh, why are we all so uh, hyped up about Salah? He's not even, you know, he's not having a good game. But even playing at Anfield uh, against, uh, you know, uh, fairly, you could say that uh, they should have beaten uh, Everton really comfortably at this moment, but. Uh, Salah wasn't really, you know, uh, passing the high test as he would have done in previous seasons. Yeah. What about Trent? How do you think he? I mean, he, uh, Gucci asks about Trent. Um, I, I still th- don't think he's worth the money. I still think he's too expensive for what we're getting in terms of his output. Uh, especially when Shimikas is an option. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Soboslai is uh, is on most of the set pieces, so uh, he's basically taking half of them but Trent would always come out you know he would score an occasional goal once in 10 game weeks and he would assist a lot I believe but still like um, with uh, he, he needs to show a lot more for us to uh, invest in him yeah I think I'm with you on that um, worth noting Everton with 10 men kept Liverpool out to the 75th minute um, and then it was a penalty conceded if you're on a wild card, the best enabler by a country mile at the back is Branthwaite. He's 4.0. Did you put him on your wild card team, Ali? I can't remember. Nah, I, my chip uh, bench defender is uh, Taylor. And oh, you needed the point one. Yeah, three point nine. I'm. I, I don't have money in the bank. Uh, I could yeah. have. I could have gotten Almiron, 
but uh, I couldn't guarantee Gordon instead of Almiron. But uh, hmm. I was just I didn't want to end up with two five point six ish uh, million midfielders because it would would have been hard to jump off them once I wanted to. But uh, it's easier to go let's say down to six million or maybe up to six point five from uh, Almiron. Yeah, I hear that. So let's do the Liverpool game, uh, the Newcastle game next, then, Ali. Are you, do you regret not going Trippier on wildcard? Because I don't know if I'm going to go Trippier on wildcard, which seems crazy. He's been amazing for me. Share scored seven points. So for yeah. two million cheaper, uh, only, the only difference is three points between them. I believe uh, Trippier uh, was subbed off early. And yeah. it would have been really, uh, you know, unfortunate if had... Um, Newcastle concede in the end because uh, Trippier would have locked in his clean sheets and the uh, assist points. So uh, we could see that uh, a lot more from Trippier coming off uh, in 60s, 70s minutes when Cher will play Cher or other uh, central defenders like uh, let's say Botman or maybe Dan Byrne they would be playing the full 90, I believe. And uh, that's something to keep in mind when choosing not to go with Trippier. Sometimes he will be going off with a clean sheet locked in his uh, actives. So. Yeah, Newcastle are... Yes, we know they keep clean sheets. And we know defensively they're, they're great. And we know what Trippier gives you away from the other defenders. But I feel like we do have to take this attack seriously, which is annoying for me because I don't have space in my wildcard team, I don't think, for a Newcastle attacker. But Gordon especially, like for his price, it feels so, so good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, the fixtures are sort of middling for Newcastle. Their next three home games are against three really good teams. So the good fixtures for Newcastle are the away games where you think the ceiling is probably lower because they're away. But the way they're playing right now, we should probably cover them. They're, they're looking really sharp, aren't they? They are, they are, because their Palace is—they're not a bad defense. Like they could mm. struggle uh, going forward in terms of attacking potential, but at the back they're solid. Yeah. And Newcastle made them uh, really, you know, uh, struggle at the back, and they were basically making them to make mistakes. So Newcastle is a team uh, to to watch for. Yeah, Raul says, "What do we do with Almiron?" Ali, what are you doing with Almiron? I'm not sure. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be rolling uh, this week, and uh, because uh, I'll be monitoring Champions League games as well to see what the minutes are for Almiron and uh, other attackers. So, if there is a chance of him uh, getting benched again, I think I can easily move on from him, and uh, maybe um, I'm not sure I can stretch to Mohamed Kudus, but uh, from West Ham. Uh, but he's he's uh, once he get gets the minutes and uh, gets the starting position locked in for him, I think he'll be a good FPL option. Yeah, he's one that I, I mean, West Ham have got good fixtures. Bowen's so expensive, so good, but so expensive. Suchet could be a good route to that attack because he is playing further up. But Kudus is the one we'd love to buy. But I can't see Moyes is so bad at bringing in new attacking players and taking forever to start them. So let's see. Um, in terms of the graphic here on the left we've got and this is the, the members area homepage on Scout um, 
the the top chart there is the the the, the shots to so the teams that shot the most, uh, and you can see off target, on target. Liverpool with the most, Brentford high, Forest really high, but Wolves too. And then chances created, we can see Wolves a second. So you were big on covering that Wolves. You were big on Neto. And it it, it, was, it worked, like straight away rewarded. But Wolves, are they a team that we look at and go, oh, the ceiling's so low because they're never going to score more than a couple. But Neto, when they do score, always feels like he's going to be involved. He is involved, um, and he's blanked in one or two games from the uh, start of the season. So, uh, for 5.6, 5.7, uh, even if he ends up giving, uh, just and ended up just assisting one each game, I think is a good value because five or six consistent points. Uh, sometimes we forget we 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 always aim for those. Uh, double-digit holes uh, for high attacking returns, but some players are consistently returning on a lower basis, like five or six points a game. And uh, uh, it's, I think, you remember Kane last year, you know, he would always always end up scoring six or seven points. But uh, in the long run, having a consistency like that, uh, you can see that the points accumulate. So uh, in Neto's... uh, case I think uh, Cunha scored we've, we've discussed about him uh, in the previous episodes and, yeah. uh, it was a good taking goal by the way uh, really the, just first touch finish and top corner I think uh, Cunha scoring will benefit uh, those on flanks as well even Chan and uh, Neto as well because Neto has a you know he's been in, I think he's the most uh, assisted player he's, he's assisted He's got more assists than in any other player. So uh, I'm still there with Neto. Uh, I don't mind keeping him for longer. So it's a long-term move for me. Yeah, it was Neto versus Neto yesterday. Bournemouth keeper versus uh, the Wolves attacking mid. Um, Brentford three, Burnley nil. And Bomo, it was like it was like early in the season and Bomo, wasn't it? Goal, assists, bonus points. For those that kept him, well rewarded. I like that. What about Forest versus Luton, Ali? Because the more I'm watching Luton, I'm like, is this going to be the, from the promoted teams, is this going to be the team that surprises us? Because there's always one. And sure, they didn't start in the best way, but Luton are holding their own. Like, not many teams get a point at Forest. Forest's home record is so, so good. So, fair play to Luton. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Luton uh, for a couple of weeks now, and uh, they're, they're the team that never gives up. I mean, yeah. even even if they have a poor start to a game, they still manage to, you know, uh, you know, grow into the game and uh, play their own uh, game. Because Luton, we didn't really expect much from them, and we don't expect much from them no. every game week. But they still uh, sometimes manage to score. A cancellation goal or maybe a, you know, forest away is not an easy picture for any team and yet again they've they've managed to come back from being 2-0 down so just uh, we I don't think it's still uh, viable to go for their options as for our yeah. FPL teams but I think uh, you never know going forward yeah 
Yeah, I'd love them to cause a surprise. I think it'd be for the for the romantics out there. Uh, we've done most of the games. We haven't touched on Man City versus Brighton, Ali. Like, Haaland, should we be concerned? Like, yeah, he got the goal. But his XG, I think, in the last three games is something like 0.3 combined. Um, it doesn't bother me. Like, he's still the game's best player for, for me. But they haven't had it all their own way, Man City. Brighton, with a good effort in the second half to come back into the game, does feel like the ceiling is getting a little bit lower for the City players in general. Um, they're not quite looking at their best, but they they often aren't. First, first half of the season, they often aren't. I, it's it's the business end of the season when they'll come into their own. But are we slightly concerned because the fixtures are turned a little bit for them? It's the Manchester derby next week. For those on wildcard, is there anyone outside of Haaland wildcarders will be going with? I mean, Alvarez should still be an option, shouldn't he? Absolutely. Uh, the one player I regret not having on my team is uh, Julian Alvarez because is it? Yeah, he still uh, manages to uh, score. Uh, I think Rodri coming back uh, plays a you know crucial role for them because uh, hmm. they have lost a couple of games on the bounce, and uh, that was without Rodri. Now he's back, and uh, they still need to. Get their confidence back, and Brighton is not is not a joke of a team because they're they're a good yep. team. We, of course, we expect uh, a lot more from City at home, but Brighton is not a, a easy team to play. Even though uh, they're playing away, I think they've uh, they've shown and they've proven everyone that, that they can beat any any team on their day, no matter home or away. So it was a tough fixture for City. Uh, I didn't want to go against Haaland uh, because I backed him and captained him. But uh, again, I expected a tough game. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I feel like, uh, yeah, one goal minimum I was going to be happy with. It's always hard when the other popular captain braces in the early game and you go, you, your expectation of Haaland then increases. But if we forget about the Salah brace you probably go yeah i'll take the what did harland get seven eight points you you take that at the start of the day so we've got to be happy as harland owners i think um and alvarez is a really interesting one because so many on wildcard are going to go watkins if they're not already on watkins if you've got harland already can you go with three attackers or is there too many midfield options but Alvarez in his own right is just a fantastic option in my opinion too and he's almost undroppable i tried going foden uh ali like way back when which means I didn't have Alvarez and I was they were kind of flip-flopping between the last few like last couple of months uh, in terms of points there wasn't much between it but then if you look at the last two weeks or three weeks and then combine the totals Alvarez owners have massively beaten Foden owners uh, which is frustrating for me because I'm in the minority there I was a Foden uh, owner as well and I could uh, feel relate to your pain because uh, Alvarez would have uh, it wasn't much between them, but no. Alvarez scored uh, more. And I think uh, Foden has never been a season keeper. He's yeah. uh, he's never been a consistent. Uh, like you have to be there to get his occasional uh, double-digit holes. And I think Alvarez uh, is a different type of player. We don't know uh, what will. He's a striker. He has a good goal instinct. He's always uh, amongst the areas where where you know the ball is somehow is there he has a good goal instinct so he's always there to score and um, he's not a midfielder he's not a number 10 but for some reason he's everywhere and uh, 
he that, that that's the main reason when he's you know he scores a lot of goals because he's a naturally uh, gifted goal scorer. He's been amazing for Argentina as well. We forget how young he is and that World Cup, the run in the World Cup. Like he was first choice for Argentina in a World Cup. And I was listening to a South American reporter the other day saying, even in the last internationals, like Alvarez is pretty much carrying that Argentina team along with Messi. Um, but he said, you know, this is the best team in world football at the moment, this Argentina team. And Alvarez is one of the standout players for them. And he said, if Messi wasn't around, the world and their dog would be talking about how amazing Alvarez is and how he's the main man in the Argentina team. But obviously, Messi's always going to get the headlines and has been superb in the last 12, 18 months. But Alvarez isn't far behind. Like, what a gifted young player this league has. We probably don't praise him enough. Again, at Man City, it's like, who's the best player at the moment at Man City? Alvarez. Alvarez. But... He's in Haaland's shadows still, like he's in Messi's shadow. So he, he he's often seen as the sort of second option, the secondary best player, but he's performing massively. Um, Gucci, by the way, got to give a shout out to him. He's our mate from our WhatsApp group, Ali. Yes. Um, he's got he's on no Haaland. He's got 74 points with five players to go. And he says, the problem isn't Haaland, it's Man City. And he mentions, and again, he said this to us on WhatsApp yesterday, Gundogan, De Bruyne, Mares. Plus Grealish is still on holiday. Um, they're big misses for this Man City team and it is a bit of a new look. But John Stone's coming back is big. Rodri coming back is massive. Doku's addition is a good one. Like Doku played well and offers something a little bit different to Grealish. So I do think this City team will have a slightly new look and a slightly different way of playing. But it will be clicking very soon. And look, De Bruyne is not going to be back for a while. But when he is, it will go again. And it is worth noting City blanking game week 18, but then are very likely to have a double in 20. So we might be stacking up on Man City again in the not too distant future. Um, we've done all the games, I think, Ali, haven't we? Should we have a? Should we? Should we go back to your team? Oh, guys, by the way, 350 of you liking, only 39 have hit the like button. Sort it out, will you? Come on, show us a little bit of love. Our internet's better now as well. Um, Ali, should we end on your team to have a quick look at your your state of play? Yeah, I'm basically planning to roll this uh, game week because uh, I don't see many issues. That, that was always the plan after I wildcarded. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not convinced with a couple of players like Almiron and Martinelli. I didn't like his output uh, against Chelsea, but mm. uh, playing at home against Sheffield United is a good fixture. Uh, Trossard scoring hasn't done yeah. any favors to me because um, he could have he could be easily benched for Trossard, and uh, I'll, I'll have uh, another bad game week next. Um, if if one of my Arsenal players doesn't feature, so uh, it's it's looking good for a couple of game weeks, but I think I will need their, the, you know, it's uh, I have 53 points. Uh, a lot of uh, managers got it without wild cards. They just haven't maybe in Bomo or Captain in Salah, and uh, it just uh, it just uh, some of my calls are not. Uh, paying off for me so but having Watkins and Cash uh, and Son still to play I think uh, it shouldn't be a red arrow <laughs> at least 
Yeah, I think you're going to be on a green. Uh, guys, let us know where in the world you're watching from. Nick's just said like from Singapore. Thank you for hitting the like button as well. But give us some countries out there. We know we've got Gucci in Australia, Nick in Singapore. Let's have a look uh, how far afield you are. Ali's in As uh, uh, Azerbaijan. I'm in the UK. Um, Ali, your team looks in good shape. I'm with you on the Martinelli. I do think he'll start, though, next week. But because, of course, Arsenal were involved in the Champions League as well, we are going to see a little bit of rotation at some point. And Trossard, by the way, has had a price drop. I think he's 6.5 million. If I would, for FPL, I would love an injury to, to someone which put Trossard in the 11. Because on a wild card, I would adore the idea of going Trossard. With the fixtures Arsenal have got, I'd love to be able to go 6.5 million Trossard playing in the front three for Arsenal, about to play Burnley and Sheffield United at home. But at the moment, it's just too risky to go. And I'm I'm on Saka, but I'd love to be able to double up on that Arsenal attack. We've got Miguel in Malta, Vede in Mauritius, Forgoni in Tokyo, Freddie in South Africa. Amazing to see. We've got Liverpool represented by Gary and Portugal. Uh, so many of you in all four corners. Good to see a couple of South Africans as well. Uh, greetings from Norway, says Martin. Jason's in sunny Manchester. Always like to see that, guys. Thank you so much. And your support in the stream by hitting that like button. Really appreciate that. If you haven't already checked out the members area at Scout, make sure you're doing that. Ali and I will be back uh, next Sunday um, very likely back in our normal time slot which is Sunday evening uh, so you can always check out our stream which is always at FPL winners looking back on the game week just gone next Sunday I'll be a little bit happier because my internet will be better almost certainly and I hope my team's better off the back of a wild card so stay tuned for that one but any last thoughts from you Ali uh, good luck with your wild card uh, yeah in the landscape of FPL changes every game week so make sure you have uh, the players you want and try to have fun with it because there were some of the players that I did really want but for some reason I end up getting different players and make sure you have fun with it yeah well I like I like the fact you did I think your wildcard players like Neto like that's a fun pick. Almiron was meant to be, I get it. Jani go without Haaland, not a hope, Rahul. I know you did from game week eight, fair enough, just not for me. I think Ireland's the best player in the game still and a couple of blanks and, and one average doesn't uh, um, sway me. FPL uh, songs, Rob uh, says he's currently driving back from Lincoln after viewing some uh, some some kittens. Love that. Oh, there we go. Um, thanks, Rob. I think you're having a worldy season, I'm sure I saw on Twitter as well. So congrats to you on that. Um, but now I think we'll be saying goodbye. Uh, he's been Ali, I've been Jani, uh, and we have been Fancy Football Scout. We'll see you next Sunday. Good luck, all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 